Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dayo Ademo. It's one thing to grow, but it's another thing to maintain it. God expects us as his children not to grow up to be mature today, and tomorrow we become like children again. Like the Galatians church, as they were being told in Galatians chapter 3, the Galatians who did bewitch you, how could you have started in the spirit and returned to the flesh? So how do we continue in this growth that God has ordained for our lives before the foundation of the world? God wants us to grow. We have learned in the past few weeks, we have seen the heart desire of God for our lives that he wants us to grow. It's his intention for our lives that we are born babes, but we are not to remain babes. We are to grow to maturity. You have known that it is our advantage when we grow. It's to our own advantage. You partake of the privileges, the rights, the positions you have in Christ when you grow. When you grow, when you leave the childhood stage to the adulthood stage, one of the things that happen is that greater responsibilities are committed into your hands. You become more reliable. You become more dependable. Heaven can depend on you. Divine secrets of heaven can be released to you. Why? Because you have grown. Secondly, when we grow, you increase your value. Your kingdom value goes up. Because heaven is depending on you. Anywhere within your vicinity, heaven can call on you. Why? Because you are matured. Responsibilities can be given to you. God can tell you to go preach a gospel to somebody, lay hands on somebody. God can tell you to go and do something at the center of a city and you will do it with all gladness. Why? You are mature. Heaven can depend on you. Number three, you increase your chances. You increase your chances of, I mean, you, you, you reduce the chances of being replaced. When you are matured, you reduce the chances of being replaced. Tell yourself, I'm re unreplaceable. I'm irreplaceable. Nobody can just take your place. No. But people's places can be taken when they refuse to grow or when they refuse to mature. Isn't that so? Number four, you are able to possess your possession when you grow. There are some things that rightfully belong to you. That is because you have not grown, that is why you cannot possess it. But when you change levels, when you grow up, you discover that the things that are freely given to you, you can take it because it's yours in the first place. Number five, you begin to fulfill the plan of God. I love that one. When you grow, the plan of God becomes, it's no more a struggle. It becomes a normal thing for you to Praise the Lord. There is a powerful parable that drives home the points I'm trying to lay and give to you today. As we all continue in this journey of spiritual growth, in this journey of destiny, as we continue in it, there's this parable in Luke chapter 8 that drives it home. That instructs us to maintain maturity on this journey 
Not only do we have the goal of getting to maturity, that's the intention of God for our lives, but not only are we on this journey intentioned at ending in maturity, we are also to maintain maturity. And how are we going to do this? I'm going to read from Luke chapter 8 from verses 4 to 15. It's a bit long, but the message is summarized in this parable. And when much people were gathered together and were come to him out of every city, he spake by a parable. Now, you've got to help me out here. And a sower went. Everybody say a sower. Very important. Underline the word a sower. It's not the sower. A sower. A sower went out to sow his seed. And as he sowed, some fell by the wayside. And he was trodden down. And the fowls of the air devoured it. Everybody say wayside. They are wayside folks. And some fell upon a rock. Everybody say rocky side. And as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. Everybody say moisture. That's the second one. And some fell among thorns. Everybody say the thorn side. And the thorn sprang up with it and choked it. Lastly, and the other fell on good ground. Everybody say good ground. And he sprang up and he bore fruit hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried. He that has ears, let him hear. Verse 11. Oh, okay, now let me read it on. And his disciple asked him, saying, What might this parable be? What does it mean? And he said unto them, It is given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to others is parables, that seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now, the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Everybody say the word. Good. Verse 12. Those by the wayside are they that hear. Then cometh the devil and taketh away the word of God out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. The devil devoured the word. The word got into their heart, but the devil took it out quickly. There's a category like that. They hear the word. It's not that they don't hear the word. And I'm bold to say today, all these four categories are here in the church today. Some of you, as the word of God is coming, as the word of God is saying we should grow unto maturity, challenging us, doing everything, mm, before you get home today, something wants to steal that word from your heart. It's your choice to decide which category you'll be. Another one says, they that were on the rock are they which when they hear and receive the word with joy, 
and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time of temptation, they fall away. These are the category, little push. They always go back to their vomit. Under little pressure, what took them down yesterday is still going to take them down again. The same temptation that had taken them down last year is still taking them down again. Rocky ground. Overcoming and never getting to the place of being overcome. That's another one. I pray that's not your portion today. Because everywhere the word of God is being preached, you would have these four categories. The third one, praise God. Young, young, what did you do to my screen? See, that's right. This one will never deceive you. Praise God. Oh, you've woken up. And they which fell among the thorns are they which when they have heard, they go forth and they are choked with the cares and the riches and the pleasures of this life. They bring no fruit to perfection. Cares of this world is the problem with these ones. Cares of this world. Come to church. Oh no, I got to go to work. You don't understand. They pay double on Sunday. Cares of this world. What do you want it double for? I got to buy this. I got to buy that. I got to buy this. I got to buy that. I got to buy this. I got to buy that. Cares of this world. More important than God. Cares of this world. Oh, I have a guest. That's why you're not in church. Oh, it's time to fast and pray 21 days. Oh, no, I've booked vacation already. I can't make it. Uh, but your vacation is only five days. You see, no, after that five days, I have another thing I've planned. So you can't be part of it. Cares of this world. Even when God wants to do something new in your life, you are never found available. Why? Cares of this world cares of this world won't let you have time for the things of God. Praise God. And lastly, but they are the good ground which in an honest and good heart having heard the word keep it. They keep the word. They protect it. They put a garrison of army around the word. They don't let anything take the word of God away from them. Praise God. Because the word planted the seed, they are not going to allow the devil, they are not going to allow tears, they are not going to allow even the cares of this world, they are going to guard it, they are going to keep it, so that it can bring forth the fruit which God has intended for it to bring forth. Glory be to God. I said glory be to God. Now, why this parable? <laughs> In fact, we have a lot of people who struggle with people. In this same auditorium, seated right now, you, you have people. <laughs> Praise God. 
I bear with you if you have, if you're struggling with people, don't worry, you can try the work of a shepherd one day. Amen? I bear with you. People are people. I said people are people. Somebody once said, a pastor once said, he said, we will have a great church if we have no people. <laughs> Praise God. But that's too late. Church is all about people. In fact, in Royal House, we say it's all about people. What do we do in Royal House? Raising a people. It's all about people. So it's too late. It's all about people. Well, you care about people. You love people. You pour into people. You sacrifice for people. You pray for people. You counsel people. You cry with people at times. You rejoice with people. Only to discover that people don't change. Now, I'm preaching my heart out to you today. Sometimes people don't change. You sacrifice, you do all, but people don't change. Why? Why? Call them, share with them the truth. They will still go away. They will go away and not say bye-bye. See, for somebody like me, I have a pastor's heart. I want to see people move forward. Everyone knows that is my greatest desire, to see people move forward, to see people get to their dreams, to see people fulfill their visions. Anyone that is close to me will know this clearly about me. That is my passion. I want, the, the, the more you fulfill your dreams, the more smile it brings on my face. I'm glad. I'm excited. Praise God when this happens. I want to see people develop, grow, become what God says they will be. That is my passion. That is my heart's desire. That's what I live and breathe. It's about people getting into their destiny. I'm not just a preacher who wants to come, preach, and go. No, my heart is not like that. You see? Uh, you think I don't love to go home, run home after some? No. I'm always, most days, out of the 52 Sundays a year, I can say 48 out of the 52, I'm the first person in church. And I can say also, out of that 48 out of the 52, I'm the last person to leave church. Most Sundays. Why? It's people. A shepherd's heart. I love them. I want them to be what God wants them to be. Hallelujah. So growing means having some level of consistency in life. A level of consistency in life. That's what growing is all about. Developing consistency. You are not here and there. You are consistent. You are flying higher. They know where they will find you 24-7. Praise God. Amen. No, so why are people not consistent? Why are people, why don't people change? 
here in this parable Jesus addresses the issue why people are not consistent in this parable and it gives us the key to maintaining and sustaining spiritual growth look at the story very well the story I just read to you number one the sower goes to sow seeds it says a sower seeds the seeds land on various soils the result the seed produces depends on the kind of soil it lands on so you can put in other words the sower is the same the sower does not change a sower not the sower a sower this is the same sower hallelujah who is the one everyone in life has a sower in their life everyone has a sower who sows the word who sows something into your life somebody who challenges you who speaks the truth to you who tells you what you need to know to move forward or to move to your next level everybody has a sower everybody needs a sower everybody has somebody doing this in their lives at least as far as this place is concerned as far as this church is concerned 95 church streets in Catherine's. am i talking to some people in the royal house you might have other sowers but when you come to this place 95 church street by god's grace i am the one sowing seed here amen like this morning and like this afternoon i will soon see that's the one thing we will find constant and consistent here we, you might not like my face you may not like what i do you might not like my style you might not like my size you might not like my cuteness but one thing is constant you will hear what from here the word of god it's clear we're going to keep on sowing the word every time here we call it the word pumping station nothing else nothing else but the word of god the seed is the word of god luke 8 11. we sow the seed of the word here it's the same seed it's the same sower but the results won't be the same why why unfortunately the result the the, the seed won't be this i mean the result won't be the same we have been shouting spiritual growth some will grow some will not grow some will even regress it's the same word it's the same sower it's the same seed the word of god but how come the results differ and listen pay attention so that you can maintain your spiritual growth it's the condition of the heart in the first service i was telling them about how they should condition their heart to be a good heart to be a good ground to sow the word of god results won't be the same unfortunately why because some 
are wayside. Their heart is wayside. Tell your neighbor, don't be wayside. Wayside don't produce nothing. Some are rocky. They don't. It looks like it, but it won't happen. It will spark. It will happen. There will be movement. It won't happen. Don't be sunside, neither. Thorns will grow. You will grow, thorns will grow. But he says it will choke. The best place to be is to be the good soil. Everybody say, I'm a good soil. I choose to be a good soil. The question is, which one are you? Everyone hears the same word, but not all will be spiritually matured. The problem is the soil. The soil determines what happens to the seed. The seed gets planted. All quite all right. Seed dies. Shell breaks open. This is the process. The shell breaks open. After the seed dies, the shell breaks open. If everything is right, the soil is in good condition and everything, the seed begins to germinate. The crop produces. What I'm trying to tell you is that when the word right lands in the right place in your heart, the seed germinates. That means it will change you. Why we don't change is simply because the seed never gets to the right soil. Your soil can't be right that the seed won't change you. So one thing in our spiritual journey and maintaining our spiritual journey is our commitment to making sure that our heart is a good soil. Because the word has the power to change us. And I'm going to talk about the power of change right now. Something will change in you. If you don't change, the problem is not the seed. The problem is not the sower. The problem is you, the soil. What kind of a soil are you? Let's examine it. The first one talks about the wayside. Everybody say wayside. Let me quickly make a disclosure. I may not be able to get to the end of this message, but we'll finish on Thanksgiving Sunday next week. Amen. You didn't say amen. All right. Number one, in Luke 8:5, the Bible says some fell by the wayside. What is the wayside? Wayside is trampled down. Birds came and devoured it. The devourer came and took it out. So it was the heart's condition that determined the permit given to the devourer. The devourer didn't move near the soil that was uh, a good soil. Why? Because the devourer knows he ain't getting anything there. But the wayside, the wayside, he knew he had permission. He had legitimate access by the wayside. Don't be a wayside Christian, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, you didn't get that. I said, don't be a wayside Christian. Don't be a Christian with a wayside heart. Because the devourer has been permitted to come and take anything by the wayside. They heard the word. 
But the devil took it out before the world could do anything. The Bible says, lest they believe and be converted. Lest they believe and be saved. Wayside Christians don't pick the word of God. The word of God is always on the surface. And that's why the devourer can always take it. Something happens. It snatches the word of God out of them. God will plant the truth of his word in your heart. The truth that will change you and help you grow. The devil comes and not allow the seed to be planted. Praise God. He will not allow it to be planted. So don't be a wayside Christian. Can I hear your amen? Say, I refuse to be a wayside Christian. I choose to be a Christian with a good soil in my heart. Ready to receive the engrafted word of God, which is able to change my soul forever that's the kind of Christian don't be a wayside Christian the devil has been permitted to take the word out of wayside folks the word will not produce in wayside folks Whew, glory it won't produce so number two rocky soil everybody say rocky soil Luke 8, 6. The Bible says the seed could not perform. The seed could not manifest. The seed could not grow roots. The, 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 the seed could not be deeply rooted. It sprang up. That's a revelation. That there is nothing wrong with the seed. The seed will still produce. But it was not able to produce to the logical extent and degree of the intention of God. Why? Simply because it's a rocky, it's a rocky soil. And the Bible says, why? The seed is, look at it here. I want you to see something. The Bible says it sprung up, but what happened to it? It withered away because it lacked moisture no moisture no moisture the seed is so powerful it will even germinate but it has no root no moisture no matter how hard your heart is the seed will still create or find expression this is a hard heart the word is quick and powerful but this is a hard heart it withered away because it lacked moisture. The agent of change could not make those changes because your heart, your life lacked moisture. What is moisture? What is moisture? A seed needs oxygen. It needs dirt. It needs moisture. What is moisture? Moisture means water. All over the Bible, the Bible makes us to understand the spiritual significance of water. The Bible says even in the book of Job, when you cut down a tree, at the saint of water, what will happen? It will spring back to life. 
One of the reasons why change is not produced is because the agent of change, which is the word of God, and the spirit of God, which is the water of the word, is not mixed together. One cannot walk independently of other. Some people know the Bible, quote the Bible, speak the Bible, say the Bible, but you don't have the water of the word. You don't have the spirit of the word. You don't have moisture. It don't work. What is moisture? How do I get moisture, pastor? It's the power and the presence of God. That's why I love this service. When we moved in this morning, we saw the atmosphere of the spirit. Even in that atmosphere, you could see some people were not participating. I saw some people's hands were going. Some people were in tears going. You could see the power of God was touching them. Some people were still watching as if they were watching a movie. That's going on. Let's quickly finish. It doesn't work that way. Soak yourself in the atmosphere. Learn how to do that. It brings priceless deposit in your spirit. The word that was there, that wasn't moving before us, all of a sudden it has come alive. Why? Because you just added moisture. You just added moisture. Jesus at the well was telling a lady that the well I have, when I give you, you will thirst no more. You won't even come back. He said, this well, you will always come back and take of it. The one I give you, you don't have to look for it again. It's going to be there permanently. Moisture. Many of us have been drinking from wrong wells of life. We have been going to the wrong wells. Been going to the wells of the pub, the wells of the clubhouses. Wrong wells. Drinking from wrong sources. Wrong wells all over. I know you are all looking at this and you don't know where Pastor is talking about. I don't know where that is. I hear. The seed eventually died because it lacked moisture. We have to water our seeds. When we hear the word of God like we're hearing today, we got to water our seeds. It's water that breaks down the hard soil. Soils that are hard. A lot of us have hard hearts because we have not moistured our hearts. We have not broken down our fallow ground. We have no water on our seeds. We have no water on our soil. We have no water on the ingredients of our life. Jesus told the Pharisees, you commit error. You do err in Matthew 22, 28 or 20, 22, 28. He said, you do err. You commit error. You run into mistakes because you know not the scriptures, neither the power of God. In order to grow, you have to have the word and the word in the presence and in the power of God. Many have the word, no presence, no power. Many have presence, power, no word. It doesn't work. You must have the word and the presence and the power of God. Are you with me? It's the word and power. Without these two, you won't change. Nothing will change in you. You will just have experience and that is it. And that's what, that's what most Christians have now. They have goose pimples. And that's it. We go back the same. But you must change. The word of God is programmed to change you. 
It's designed to change you. We change from glory to glory. Even when people look at us today and say this is where we are, when they come tomorrow, they should not find us on that same spot. No, we have moved forward. Can I hear an amen in the house? How do you get the power? How do you get the power of God? Ladies and gentlemen, it's by worshiping him. <laughs> are you listening to me? We get the presence and glory. We get moisture in our lives by worshiping him. He inhabits the praises of his people. He lives in the midst of his people. When people worship, when people praise him, he steps into their lives in a supernatural way. That is where change comes in. Are you listening to me? You got the word. But when you begin to worship him, when you begin to bring moisture into your life, when you got the word and moisture begins to come, the power of change goes into motion. You will just find out you have changed. You are a different person. You are not what you used to be. You are not yet what you ought to be. But you have made progress. You have changed. From glory to glory, he's changing us. Are you listening to me? From glory to glory, he's changing me. I don't want to be the same all the days of my life. No, there must be a change. Jesus did not die for me in waste. He did not die for me in waste. There must be a change. He must bring something out of this life. Are you listening to me? I know some of you, you are not listening this morning. Some of you, you need to listen to me this morning. Some are too arrogant, too proud, too concerned too cute about what others say about you. So as a result, you don't want to worship. You don't want to worship. You are still hurt from yesterday. What somebody did to you, what somebody said to you. You are too arrogant to worship. Oh, I don't want to mess up my makeup this morning. My wig is too tight. Glory be to God. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. God has been too good to you. He has been too good to you to worry about all that. He has been too good to you to worry about what somebody, somebody thinks or somebody is saying to you. He's too good. You better learn how to open your mouth, hallelujah, and raise your hand to heaven. Glory be to God. And give him all the glory and praise. Oh, I feel like praising God. I want the glory, the power, and the presence of God to come on me and produce that change in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. That's moisture. Tell your neighbor that's moisture right there. That's moisture. Going after the glory. Going after the presence. <laughs> Say to someone again, that's moisture. Learn to worship him. On the highway, I've learned. I've learned to worship God on the highway. When I'm driving, I worship. When I'm walking, I worship. When I'm strolling, I'm worshiping. Now, some people might think, oh, that's just being a fanatic. Oh, you're making it. I'm adding moisture. Everybody say moisture. Say it loud, moisture. I'm putting moisture into my life. I've received the word. I've heard the word. The word has come in my heart. But I need to have moisture. Are you listening to me? He inhabits the praises of his people. His praise will continually be in my mouth. Magnify the Lord with me. 
and let us praise his name together. If I can't just get 10 people, if I can just get 10 people who will shout, who will praise, who will stand on their feet, who will jump, who will shout. Moisture to the sea. That's how our seed lives. That's how change comes. I will worship him. I will worship him. I've learned to praise him all day. I am praising him all the days of my life. I will praise him in the morning. Praise him in the evening. Praise him all day long because I just need that presence. I need that moisture in my life. I need it. When I go out in the morning, I need it. When I come back, I'm praising him all day long regardless. It doesn't matter what people have said to you. It doesn't matter what people have done to you. Regardless of my pain, regardless of situations and circumstances, I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do it. And I'm going to give him praise. This praise will continually be in my lips. I'm going to praise him when I rise in the morning. I'm going to praise him till the evening. I'm going to praise him to the going down of the saints. I'm going to ask you to magnify the Lord with me. And let us praise him together. Hallelujah. Oh, somebody take a break, a praise break right now. Come on, praise the Lord. Praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Oh, let me hear some praise. 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 I will praise him. 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 Oh, you will see it spring up when you praise him. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, you're my Savior. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, what a friend. Hallelujah, King forever. We thank you for the cross. I thank you for the cross. I thank you for the cross. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been blessed by the word today. Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. and Bible study every Friday at 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.